Hi, I'm Janessa McKenzie, the brand human, and I help entrepreneurs gain the mindset, messaging, and visibility to unapologetically show up and build their brands. So how do you build your brand from the inside out? This is the Elevate Podcast. Hey, Elevators. Are you ready to attract the dream clients that are all in making sales easy and fun? Hell yes, you are. I want to help you stop feeling these four ways. And I want you to start getting clients and getting cash. So if you're ready to stop feeling like your ideal client is as elusive as a normal coffee order at Starbucks, like, am I right? And stop feeling like you're not doing enough because you're looking at what everyone else is doing and trying all of those things, like overwhelmed much. I also want you to stop feeling like you're missing something because everyone else is having success, but everything you've done hasn't worked, like WTF. And I also want you to stop feeling like you landed in an old Western ghost town when you post content or create an offer, like Can I get some engagement, please? So at the end of July, July 27th, July 29th, and July 31st, I am hosting a free three-day Next Level Client Attraction Challenge. And you can join at www.thebrandmaven.net slash PL slash 190817. I know, weird, right? But it's all linked up. In all of these show notes, so go click on that link and join us. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elevate Podcast. I am here today with Emma Lenhart, and she is um, the owner of a digital marketing agency called Avira Media. She launched last year. She just graduated from college a year ago, and she's going to talk to us today about navigating, um, I don't want to say legalizing, what is the word I'm looking for, Emma? Uh, legitimizing your business. Yes. And kind of legalizing, I guess too, right? Yeah, true. That's part of it. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and who you help and how you help them? Totally. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited today. Um, So my name is Emma um, and I, like you said, I just graduated college last year. So Um, I freelanced digital marketing services all throughout college, which we can talk about how I got on into that and all of that. But I was a freelancer all of college, um, doing, you know, Instagram marketing, Pinterest, um, a little bit of influencer marketing, all of that kind of stuff for clients just on contract and hourly, um, basis. So I did that all of college. And then when it came time to graduate, I was debating, I guess, taking my business full-time instead of just being a a contractor or freelancer for um, my clients, actually taking it and formalizing it into a business and trying to follow that path or, you know, a real, and also I was also debating, you know, just taking a more traditional job. I had studied public relations through college, so debating taking a job at a PR firm or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously I'm here today to talk about how I chose the first option and created my own, um, digital marketing agency of Vera media in late 2019. 
Mm -hmm. And today we are um, a digital marketing agency. We specialize in social media management and influencer marketing, and we primarily help lifestyle brands. So that's a lot of like health, wellness, fashion, um, kind of just industries that I personally was always drawn to helping and working with clients. So that's who we mainly help out today. And um, yeah, we've been in business for about five or six months now. So still very new, but like I said, I I did freelance all throughout college. So it's about four or five years in the making. Yeah. That's amazing. And that's great that you, you know, chose that right out of college to, to just do it. Mm -hmm. Right. That's like the best time really Mm -hmm. to like make the decision instead of going down the path of employee for such a long time. And, and then deciding, no, maybe that's not what I want. Yeah, exactly. And I I feel so lucky that I did have that time in college to kind of like trial run it. Mm. Um, Because, you know, I feel lucky that I kind of found what I was passionate about, you know, while I was still in school and had a little bit of a, you know, an advantage. I I look at it it as an advantage. So I'm really lucky. And um, I definitely don't ever want to like downplay um, the internal struggle. I definitely did have an internal struggle when I graduated and was seriously considering, you know, just not take, taking the more, um, traditional route, I guess. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely, um, almost did that, but with the encouragement of, you know, my mentors, my friends and family, um, luckily I decided to kind of take the leap. So yeah, I'm, awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm really grateful for that. That's great. So when you decided to take your business uh, or your freelancing and make it a business, walk us through how that worked. Yeah, definitely. So like I said, I was, I was approaching graduation in um, 2019. So this was about, you know, spring, summertime. And once I finally decided that I wanted to um, actually, you know, formally create a business and um, form an LLC and all of that, I, I definitely felt overwhelmed um, Mm -hmm. because as a freelancer, you kind of get used to how, you know, contracts go, working with clients goes, um, but it's, you know, completely different when you're approaching things as an agency perspective. So I definitely had a ton of questions and I did not know really where to go, but um, one thing I have always been good at is being extremely resourceful. Like Mm -hmm. I think, you know, in today's day as an entrepreneur, that's kind of like a must have characteristic. You you have to be resourceful. Yeah. Um, And you kind of just have to figure it out. So I was definitely very overwhelmed, but the more research I did online, and then I also connected with um, a couple mentors that I had that had done similar things. Um, I got a business mentor in Chicago who um, helped me with more of the legal stuff. So actually registering your business as an LLC, how to talk to a bank and get a business bank account set up, all these little things that you don't think about. Um, I I kind of got all that information and broke it down into like a checklist or a step-by-step. So I still have a journal that I kind of wrote down, you know, the 20 things I need to do in the next, you know, however many months to Mm -hmm. create this business and check all my boxes. So 
I really just took it like piece by piece and, you know, would say, okay, today I'm focused on contacting my bank and talking to them about my business account and what I need to, you know, create that business account. Or today I am buying my domain for my website and, um, breaking it down in just little bite-sized goals really helped me. Um, and yeah, it's really satisfying because it keeps you motivated along the way. And I think it helped me from not getting so overwhelmed or paralyzed that I just kind of like gave it up and, you know, said, forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually in a group today and somebody had posted something about how do you feel about goals and the, um, the, the comments were kind of funny. They were like, "Ugh, like I don't hate setting goals. I hate goals because I feel like as soon as I write them, I'm just not even going to reach them. And, mm-hmm. and you know, all of these things. And I'm like, Oh, like this is breaking my heart. Ladies, yeah. like you have to have them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I, you have to know where you're going, right? Exactly. You know what, what the destination is, why you're doing all of these little things. And, and it's easier when you have that final goal to break it down go and reverse engineer it and go backwards. Right. So you have your big goal and then you're breaking it down backwards to, okay, this is what I need to do in, like, say you set a year goal. You're like, okay, this is what I need to do at, you know, I want where I want to be by nine months, where I want to be by six months, three months, a month. And then you're like, Oh, okay. This isn't so bad. Cause then you get down to the daily tasks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. And like, you mentioning reverse engineering, that's something that is like something that I learned early on as a freelancer and kind of like doing your own thing. I, I was introduced to that concept and it, it just made so much sense to me. Like, of course, um, you know, I compare myself to other people or want to be um, where other people have gotten or reach certain humongous goals, but it's not enough to just write out this huge lofty goal. Like for me, it's so crucial to do exactly what you just said, reverse engineer and break it down to see how I can get to the next step that will lead me to the next level, you know? So that's so important. And I think it's, it's honestly just so crucial. Yeah. And the best thing to do is like you said, make a checklist. I mean, Mm -hmm. if, if that's, if that helps you to have that daily checklist to say, okay, check. Yep. Did that check. Yep. Did that. And, and I, what I usually tell my clients is don't make it over five a day because mm-hmm. when you make it over five tasks a day, it gets overwhelming because some of those tasks, you know, you might get into it and it could be a little bit longer than you thought it might be or, and the, the goal of the day, right. Is to not feel like you didn't get anything done. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, like you said, like you, you do have to kind of balance like being flexible while still having goals. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Totally. Because like you said, it, it, some things can take longer than expected or you run into roadblocks. Like for me, for example, this is just a silly example, but I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio and moved to Chicago for school. Mm-hmm. And um since I was a full-time student, I was still an Ohio resident. And when I wanted to actually, you know, um, file for an LLC for a Vera Media, um, I didn't think about the fact that I was still registered as an Ohio resident. So I had to then go through the process of 
you know, becoming an Illinois resident and changing my full-time residence there. And that really slowed me up because to me, I was like, oh, I just felt this little form online and I'll hear back in two weeks if I'm approved. But that was a huge roadblock, but you do have to be flexible while still keeping the end goal in sight. And then as soon as you tackle that goal, it's on to the next, you know, it's not, you know, especially when you're building a business. Um, For me, I kind of gave myself, it worked out really well. Um, I graduated and then I kind of gave myself the summer after graduation to kind of get my ducks in a row. And then, um, when fall came, that was really my time to really like double down and start like getting prepared to launch. So, Mm. um, even just having like, like, like that for me, that was like almost like a seasonal goal. Like I was like, okay, this is what summer is going to be about. This is what fall is going to be about. And now in 2020, that's when I went public with it. So, yeah. 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 And really that's, you know, that, um, that mentality of like, this is what this season's going to look like. This is what that's, you know, even not even, I don't even mean like weather seasons, like, mm-hmm. you know, summer, fall. I just mean, it could be like a month. It could be mm-hmm. three months. It could be, you know, you break it out quarterly or whatever it is, but the the trick or the key, I don't even want to say the trick because it's not really a trick. It's just how it is, right? mm-hmm. <laughs> is, you know, knowing and doubling down on those, mm-hmm. like the, this is what I'm going to do. And you have to make the decision. Like that is the biggest word to me, like decision. You have to decide to actually do the steps and do the things because nobody's going to do it for you. Exactly. So you know, when we go to reach a goal, I think, you know, a lot of people that's, it's not the goal that they get stuck on. It's getting to the goal, taking the steps, Mm -hmm. keeping focus and committing to doing all of the things that they need to, to get to the goal. That's so true. It's daily action. And it's also, you know, a a lot of Mm self-discipline. You know, I think, you know, anyone that runs their own business or anything like that knows that it it takes a ton of self-discipline, self-discipline to be doing your own thing because exactly like, um, no one's going to be there every day, you know, checking in on if you're doing those daily things or if you're making progress. So, um, you know, people might follow along to see the big goals you accomplish, but no one really sees a lot of the behind the scenes. And like, you're just saying that, you know, the daily action and, deciding to do it. So, um, that's a skill that, you know, I still, you know, four or five years into this, I'm still trying to hone in on mm-hmm. is my self-discipline and holding myself accountable every day to make sure that I'm doing things every day, little things, just tiny things, staying on top of emails, all of those things. Mm, all me too, add up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It all, it all adds up and you have to be so, accountable and self-discipline. So yeah, Yeah. I agree. So what are the top, I don't know, I'll say five, but you can give us however many you'd like the top things that people should be doing to legitimize their business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I will, um, kind of just talk about like what my big things were um, going from, and this is speaking from, like I said, going from a freelancer. So I'm not employed by any one company, but just a contractor for um, people. And then actually 
wanting to form my own digital agency. So for me, there's kind of the, I guess, front end and back end. So the front end I would categorize as like what other people see. So website, social media platforms, marketing, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the back end, more technical, legal stuff um, that people don't necessarily see or care about, but you still have to do. Um, so that's yeah. kind of, um, I guess, how I'll characterize it. But for me, um, on the front end, um, obviously just starting basically, but thinking of a name or what you're going to call your business, for me, again, this is something I got so tripped up on. Like we were just talking about something taking longer than you expected it. I had such a hard time with even just thinking of a name and it's frustrating because you want, you want to think of a name that really represents your company and it's going to be so important to your marketing and all of that. So even that alone was a small victory to finally settle on Avira Media. Yeah. Um, but so picking a name for your business Buying um, the domain for your website, if you want to have a website, which I would assume most people do, mm-hmm. um, then registering all the social media platforms. So as soon as I thought of a name, I made sure that I owned the Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of more the front end side. So a little bit more of like the prettier stuff, the stuff that people actually um, might have some fun doing. And then the back end stuff was, like I said, so filing for an LLC, it's different in every state, obviously, or sole proprietorship, whatever, you know, you're going to file your business as. Um, so for me, it was in Illinois because I live in Chicago. Um, and like I said, I did have a business mentor that I went to once a month and he helped me um, kind of um gave me the resources that I need because he knows, you know, Chicago business very well. So he was able to kind of point me in the right direction of that. But like I said, it's all available online just for, um, if you're resourceful. So filing your business, um, within your state and city, um, for me also, like I said, setting up a separate business bank account, which again, you can do after you get your EIN or LLC, um, and, um, get that set up. And Mm -hmm. then also something that, um, you kind of have to just educate yourself on is, which isn't fun, but it's part of it obviously is, you know, filing taxes and bookkeeping as a, as a business compared to, yeah, if you were, um, you know, a freelancer. So that was a huge learning curve for me, but, um, yeah. And then yeah. learning, learning the bookkeeping, keeping track of income expenses, all of that. So those are kind of like the very basic things, but those like set the foundation, I guess, for, um, actually, you know, steps that you need to take at some point. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. The difference between a freelancer and having an agency. Mm-hmm. So a freelancer would be like, you're just working under your own name exactly. or, you know, whoever other people, and then you would file your taxes on a personal level, right? Not as a business, just personal income. Yep, exactly. And then as a business, obviously, you're not, or as an, LL, as an LLC, I, 
I ha I have enough education in this to be dangerous, so I could be wrong in some of these things. <laughs> but as an LLC, you can potentially, if you're a, if you're the solo person that owns this business, you could still file your taxes as a personal person. Right. If you're a single member LLC, you still can. I. I have a, um, a CPA that I work with and she works like exclusively with creative business owners. So I like literally email her all the time <laughs> just about any questions I have. So maybe that's another step that you might want to have is finding someone who, you know, can help you with like business taxes. Because for me, that's something that I know that's completely out of my sphere of knowledge. So yeah. hiring someone to help you with that, um, it's definitely something that I did and think it's so worth it, but it, it is, it definitely is different and it's, it's confusing when you first, I mean, it's still confusing today to me. Yeah. Yeah. I would not, you know, um, I am, you know, not an agency, so I just file my taxes personally. Right. So, but as for a business, like, I mean, I still keep track of like all of my expenses mm -hmm. income mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. Uh, but and, and just doing that, you have to get used to doing that because it's yeah. so easy to, to not because, you know, all of the things that you have to run your business, all of the software, the apps, the, um, equipment, everything, like yeah. all of that needs to go into your business financials that mm -hmm. says, I have these things. I pay for these things monthly, or I did pay for these things for my business this year. And I don't want to do that myself. <laughs> I, and I'm sure unless you are a CPA or somebody that is really knowledgeable in, mm -hmm. in business taxes, you probably don't want to do it yourself either. And not because you don't want to do it like physically, you just don't want to do it because you don't want to make a mistake. Exactly. The last thing you want to do is get a <laughs> something in the mail from the IRS saying, Oh, like you owe us another thousands of dollars, you know, mm -hmm. like, no, thank you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, totally. That's, that's the same mindset I have. And I think that's also something that I'm learning, but, you know, kind of figuring out in your business, okay, what are things that I do not want to do? I, I am not good at them. I don't know what I'm doing and what are things that I'm awesome at and I'm willing to do. And for the things that you're not willing to do or know that you just can't do them. Like for me, I just, I, I can keep obviously like track of my own, like small bookkeeping and income expenses, but actually filing and doing all the small, like ins and outs of, um, filing I have hired out for that because yeah. it, it just saves me time. It saves me peace of mind. Like you're talking about. So that's something that I think is a, a lesson that I know I'll learn over and over again in business is, you know, hiring out and letting go of some things in your business that, you know, okay, someone can do this for me. I don't need to, you know, make a mistake or be up at night worrying about this when I can easily, you know, hire someone. Yeah. Oh yeah. I totally agree with you. And that goes for anything in your business. Mm -hmm. Like if it is not in your zone of genius and it's taking away from you doing impact generating uh, or income generating activities, hand it off. Yep. Uh, and that's hard for a lot of people because they're like, Oh, I, I'm going to give up control of those things. 
Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know please, that's, please do that. <laughs> right. I know that that's, that's why I said, I think like, I'm going to learn that lesson over and over again, because from a freelancer mindset, you, um, you know what you're good at and that's what you're providing to the client. It's a very like, um, specialized skill, mm-hmm. but going to, you know, I eventually want to be able to build a, a, a big team around me and, and to do that, you have to be able to give up certain things that you were maybe used to doing in the past. Yeah. Um, but know that there's people out there and that you can find the right team around you or whatever it is in your own business. But exactly what you're saying, find people that can also do it and let go of some of that control, which it it's easier said than done for yeah, sure. It is definitely. And you know, the people that you're hiring to do the things are specialized in doing the things. Mm-hmm. Right. Just like you're specialized in doing your thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a restaurant. I just had this conversation. I don't even know if it was today, yesterday, but it was very recent conversation. That was, you know, I said the chef in the kitchen does not make drinks at the bar and he doesn't, you know, take orders. Mm-hmm. He doesn't take the order, go back and cook, cook it, then come back out, deliver it to the table pay, you know, help them pay the bill. And like, can you imagine right. that restaurant for days waiting for your meal? Right. He has, you know, people around him, even in his line in the kitchen to help do certain things so that he doesn't have to do everything. Yes. No, like they have a bookkeeper. That's why they have waitresses. That's why there's a bartender. Like all of these people are specialized in the job that they do. So, you know, maybe you're not in a place financially right now to hire out. Trust me, there are places where you can get very low cost help, even just for the little things. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'll actually put some stuff in the show notes for anyone that's looking for places that, you know, they can hand some stuff off. That's a little lower cost. Cause I, I have some resources for that, but yeah. yeah. It, and exactly. You want to build your team. You want to build your team with people that know what they're doing and have their job and do that job. So you can do yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that, that example was actually so helpful. Even for me, I'm like, that's exactly it. We would never <laughs> expect a restaurant or a chef to do all those things, but yet sometimes in our own businesses, we, we don't, we don't see it the same way. So it's definitely something that you, you, you have to learn over and over again, but yeah. yeah that's, with that's every cool. level, because mm-hmm. every level you're going to be like, Oh, uh, why am I doing these things? But that's what a CEO mindset is, mm-hmm. right? The CEO mindset is really looking at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Are you using your time the best way that you can? to move your business forward. And if you're not, then if you're, if you're not in a place where you can hire out right now, is there a way you can automate it? Mm -hmm. Is there, you know, like a family member that might be able to just help you do some of the small things. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are ways to think out of the box here, guys. (laughs) (laughs) There are definitely ways to think out of the box. Like even, like my son could like edit my podcasts mm-hmm. if I, you know, wanted him to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are just 
things that you just got to think about. Can somebody do something small that will help me put my focus somewhere that will help my business? Yeah, no, I, yeah, exactly. I agree. And I, I, I like that you brought up like that CEO mindset. Like it is, it is all about mindset and shifting into, okay, we talked about goals at the beginning. Um, you know, if you have, you know, really awesome concrete goals, but this mindset that isn't aligning, like it's, it's, there's a huge disconnect there. So that's so true is shifting into what you just said, like the CEO mindset and what it, how am I going to act today in order to rise up to that? I guess. Yes. 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 That's so, that's so important. I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's so funny because when I get in that, I will get in that rabbit hole too sometimes. And I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then (laughs) maybe Rachel Hollis will listen to my podcast someday, but (laughs) I will sit there and go, what would Rachel Hollis do right now? Oh, yes. (laughs) Or what would Oprah do right now? Yeah. Oprah and Rachel Hollis would not be sitting here going, but, but I can't, but, but no, they'd be like, how do I get there? What do I need to do to get there? So true. Yeah. So true. I know this, um, one of my favorite bloggers and entrepreneurs is, um, Lauren Everett's and she, um, she always talks about, you know, we always say in like society, there's saying like, Oh, you're, you're the, some of the five people you hang out with most or whatever. Mm. Um, and she says like, as an entrepreneur in today's world, that that's true for also like whose content you consume. So you yeah. mentioning, you know, Rachel Hollis, like for me, it's, you know, like Ed Milet or Gary Vaynerchuk, mm-hmm. like these people that I look up to, like, I almost do what Lauren says and like, see them as mentors and exactly what you just said, like shift into their mindset. Like what would they do in this situation? Or, you know, how do they approach this topic? Um, yeah. And being like, that's something that I've practiced is like trying to be super selective of whose content I consume because, um, yeah, like, like you said, like they, they become your motivators and they become, um, like almost like digital mentors. So yeah, yeah, I love that you just mentioned Rachel Hollis. Like I totally have people that I look up to like that, that you do, you kind of like can shift into that. Um, what would she do or what would he do kind of mindset? Yeah. And when you're consuming, like you said, whose content you're consuming, like that's huge mm-hmm. to know and to recognize that somebody's content is either like raising your vibration or mm-hmm. not raising your vibration. Mm-hmm. Like, are they give- making you more confused? Are they giving you all the information? Are you, you know, do you feel good when you follow their content or are mm-hmm. you like, what just happened? Like you can love somebody's energy and you can really love the but if the, what they're teaching you and the content that they're giving you might be like half-assed. Like, yeah. <laughs> and if it feels that way, then, you know, you can still like that person and just not consume as much content from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, obviously like in today, I mean, you can't, you can't filter out everything, but I mean, something that I've learned again from like Lauren, um, she says like, just mute certain people on Instagram stories. Like you don't need to be, um, it's just like second nature now to just consume all of this content. And so I've tried to be, you know, 
super selective with who I have unmuted, which is so weird because you would think normally it's everyone's unmuted, but I mute so many people because I do, I do try to protect my, um, what I'm consuming. And especially because, you know, I'm in digital marketing, I'm on Instagram all day. So I, you know, you do have to be, you almost have to have like a filter of what you allow into your space. And I totally agree. Like there's people that, you know, they're not huge motivators, but I love their content for, you know, humor or just for fun or something. And Mm -hmm. there's definitely a place and time for that. But um, when you're, you know, trying to be in that CEO mindset and trying to run your business on a day to day, being selective about exactly what you just said, like who's raising your vibration, who's inspiring you to kind of step into your best self, I guess, for the day is super um, important to recognize. So yeah, I, I totally agree. I love everything you're saying. Yeah. And I had to like, stop the freebies, Mm. like stop opting in to every freaking thing under the sun Mm -hmm. because my email box, like, I don't even want to look at my email box anymore Mm -hmm. because it's just like, and don't get me wrong there, but there are specific emails that I will read because those are the people that are giving me the most value and that I like, you know, as a person or their energy, or, I mean, you know, as a person, meaning like their brand, Mm -hmm. um, the most, Mm -hmm. like they're the people that I have learned the most from and have changed my perspective on things or given me so much inspiration and motivation that I would not, not follow them. Like they would really have to be, do something awful for me not to follow them. (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's another tip that I will definitely give everybody. Like do not opt into everything because you're just going to overwhelm yourself with Mm -hmm. that, with all the things that, you know, and half of them, you're not even going to need. I still have opt-ins. I haven't opened. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's so true. That's so true. And it's also like being protective over your space and what you're letting into your space. And I think your energy. Yep, exactly. And what, what you just mentioned, like you're just going to get overwhelmed and then you're going to get paralyzed. So, and not want to do any of it. So, um, yeah, I totally agree. And that's an awesome tip about, you know, as I said, for Instagram stories or Instagram, your inbox, that's also so true, especially in, you know, where everyone has an opt-in freebie and wants to share their 10 best secrets. Yeah. And don't feel bad on subscribing. I have, I use, um, unroll me. Yeah. I I use that too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So if I haven't looked at somebody's emails in like 30 days, I'm like, okay, unsubscribe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I haven't looked at you in 30 days then I'm probably not going to. Mm -hmm. Um, And if there's something exciting that I see them online and I want to opt in again, I can like it, you know, there is no finality in in any of this, Mm -hmm. you know, you can mute somebody for 30 days on Instagram, on Facebook, you can unsubscribe from their emails and then you can do it again. Like you don't have to stop following them forever. Mm-hmm. You can just narrow your focus yep. for that time that you need to. And like, I had to, I really, I had to do that myself. I was just like, okay, I can't watch or listen to six different people at once. Tell me all the things in six different categories because I'm getting overwhelmed and confused. Mm-hmm. So I would just pick like, you know, two or three for the month of what I needed to focus on that month. 
who was going to give me the best value of what I really needed to do that month and then just kind of block the others out. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's so good. And that's, again, it's, it is exercising like that self-discipline muscle that I think we keep coming back to. It's yes. It's all part of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Emma, for coming on today. This was a great conversation. You gave us some great tips about, and advice <laughs> about, you know, legitimizing that business because mm-hmm. it's important and especially the money part of it, you know, mm-hmm. like that, I think hopefully is a big takeaway for a lot of our listeners today that, you know, all the money that you make is not all yours, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, make sure you're doing the right things with it and your taxes, please. If you're not a tax person, please go find somebody else to do your taxes. <laughs> yes. Please go hire one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So tell us where we can find you on social media, Emma. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me on again. So, um, I have a personal brand on Instagram, which is Emma, the letter K Len Hart, L E N H A R T. I have a personal, um, website, which is just Emma Len Hart. And then if you'd like to follow along with what my, digital agency of your media is doing. We are just Avira media, A V I R a media on all social platforms. And our website is just aviramedia.com. Awesome. That's amazing. Well, thank you again for being here and sharing, you know, your story and some knowledge with us. It was great to have you. Oh, thank you so much. I had right. so much fun. Anybody watching can as always, screenshot this episode, tag Emma and I on your Instagram stories. Don't block everybody, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> or mute everybody. Um, and let us know what you took away from this. And if you have questions, you can shoot us a DM and we will answer your questions. And I will see everyone where you'll hear me on the next episode. Bye.